Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pile. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Hi, I'm so excited that you invited me into your world today. If you're ever in the Paul, now Wellington area, please don't hesitate to pop in. If you're ready for today's word, and I'm sure you are, say it like you mean it. My heart's open, my mind's ready, and I won't be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, every Sunday we walk into our church building where I am right now, and there's a sign on our wall, and it says, Believe for it, we live by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5.7 And while that sounds amazing, today I want to talk about believing when you're not seeing. It's easy to believe when things are going our way. You know, we're getting good breaks. Our health is getting better. Our, our child is moving in the right direction. You know, when you can see it, it doesn't take much faith. The test comes when you can't see any sign of what you're believing for. You're working hard, but doors aren't opening. You're praying, but the medical report is not improving. You're doing the right thing, but your marriage isn't getting better. Deep within your spirit, you know God's put that promise in your heart. You know he gave you the dream that, that, that is there and is resonating within you. But there's no sign that it's happening. If you just saw a little improvement, if you just felt a little better, at least then you would know then, you know, that, that what you're doing was helping or, or moving in the right direction. And each week we walk in and it's blazoned on our wall. There's a statement, and the statement is there to encourage you to believe for it, to live by faith and not by sight. But you're walking in, but in your life you're seeing nothing. Week after week, nothing. Listen, I've learned that many times before a promise comes to pass, you have to go through a season of silence, a season of silence, where you're not seeing anything changing. You know, you'll be tempted to think, you know, is what I'm doing even making a difference? You know, is believing for it, my praying, my, my giving, even making a difference? And this is when many people get discouraged and give up on what they are believing for. But just because you don't see anything happen doesn't mean God is not working. Behind the scenes, there are things that are changing that you can't see. God does much of his work, I believe, in secret. You can't see him lining up the people that you need. You can't see him arranging good breaks for you. You can't see him sending an angel with your promise. You can't see him bringing the healing or causing the promotion, the vindication on your time schedule. All you can see is, Mark, you don't understand, I'm praying, but nothing is happening. I'm doing my best, but nothing is changing. You're in a season of silence. The question is, are you going to get discouraged and stop believing for it because you're not seeing it? Or are you going to dig your heels in and say, God, you know what? I may not see anything happening right now, but I am not moved by what I see. God, you've got to understand, I'm moved by what I know. And I know that your promises are true. And I'm believing that it's on its way. I believe if you are prepared to stay in faith, at some point you are going to see what God was doing behind the scenes. It often isn't what I was expecting, but he's been moving. And suddenly it gets revealed. 
Suddenly things shift in your favor. What's happening? You saw what God was up to. Maybe after months or years of thinking, nothing was happening. But behind the scenes, it was coming together. And sometimes it hasn't happened yet because another person involved is not ready. God is working on somebody else who's a part of your story. Or perhaps you didn't realize that God was using the obstacle to change you. You're the one growing. You were getting stronger. You were developing patience. You were developing spiritual muscle. If he had removed it sooner, you would not be prepared for where he's taking you. Now the Bible is very clear when it says in Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary. Let us not become weary in doing what? In doing good. For at the proper time, some translations say due season, in your due season, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. It doesn't say you may reap, not there's a good chance you might reap. God says, if you don't get tired of doing the right thing, if you don't let what you see take you out of what you know, the new due season is coming. You will reap if you don't give up. But God would not, I believe, have told us that if he didn't know it would be easy to get tired of doing the right thing. It's easy to get worn down, to think it's never going to work work out in your life you know my marriage will never make it my business will never ever grow no today i want you to get your fire back your due season is closer than you think in the bible it compares the life of a believer to an eagle i've shared this many times but i want you to know something today when a female eagle is going to have a chicklet she lays an egg and for 30 Five days, she has to sit on the egg to keep it warm. She never feels the baby eaglet kick. The egg never grows any larger. There's no sign that what's on the inside of the egg is alive. The mother eagle could think, if it was alive, at least it would have moved a little bit. At least I would hear something coming from inside of it. But day after day after day, the mother eagle sits unmoved by what she doesn't feel, unmoved by what is not changing. On the 35th day, after no sign of love, suddenly the little eaglet starts picking at the shell. And before long, it emerges healthy and whole. But think about the faith that it takes for that mother eagle to sit on an egg that seems dead. For us, when a woman is going to have a baby, we have a lot of signs. Their stomach gets bigger, clothes don't fit well, they get lower back pain, they get really mean and nasty. Okay, all right, not everyone, but still. You know, but they have morning sickness. You know, their womb begins to grow and over time, it's obvious, you can see that a baby is growing. Jan was a keyboard player with both my boys while she was pregnant, up until a couple of days before each of them were born. And I swear, I believe both those boys could kick in her womb to the rhythm of the music. They could pound their feet or elbows in time to the music. There wasn't one time in those last couple of months where we thought, I wonder if there's a baby in there. I mean, I wonder if it's alive. We didn't have to wonder. We could see and feel it. If God brought promises to pass like a person giving birth, 
it would be no problem to stay in faith and to believe for it. It would be easy to thank him that the baby was on the way. But most of the time for us, it's more like the eagle. You're going to have to believe that something is happening when you can't see any sign of it. You're going to have to sit on that promise, believing, expecting, praying, trusting, thanking. When you're not getting any kicks, not seeing any growth, deep down you have to believe something is happening that you just can't see. After a couple of weeks, the mother eagle could think, man, I'm, I'm, sitting on this, I'm just wasting my time. But there's something in her DNA, put in her by the creator of the universe that says, I don't have to see a sign or feel a kick. I know my baby is alive. I know my due season is coming. I know on the 35th day, this baby is going to come and hatch. You may have promises that you've been standing on for a long, long time. Dreams that God has put in your heart. Every circumstance may say to you, it's never going to happen. It would have moved by now. There would have been some improvements or some growth taking place. Don't believe those lies. Keep sitting on that egg, believing for it. Keep thanking God that it's coming. Keep talking as if it's on its way. Keep expecting things to change in your favor. Our attitude should be, you know, what God promised me may look dead. Nothing's happening. But I know, like the eagle, he's put something in my spirit. I'm not moved by what I feel around me or by how long it's taking. I know that what God has started in my life, he's going to finish. If the mother eagle could pep a little hole in, in the shell, you know, and then look inside to see the baby, it would be much easier to believe. Now I've seen, I know he's in there. Now I can sit on the egg with confidence. The problem is the eaglet wouldn't survive. Some things have to develop in the dark in secret. If God showed us what he was up to, of course it wouldn't be uh, difficult to believe. No, but that would take absolutely no faith. You have to believe when there is no sign taking place on the outside. Like that egg, you may not see any sign of life until the 35th day, until your due season comes, and then suddenly the baby eaglet is going to hatch. There is something that God has put in your DNA where you can believe when every circumstance says it's not going to happen. The odds may be against you and your dream may seem impossible. The medical report is not improving. You're struggling with that addiction and you've been struggling with it for years. It looks as if the promise is dead and you're tempted to walk away from the nest. You know, you're in that place, ah, oh, forget about the egg. You know, you haven't seen any sign of life. No, God is saying, go back and sit on it. It is still alive. Don't let circumstances fool you just because you don't see anything happening on the outside. Just because you don't see it happening on the outside doesn't mean something is not happening on the inside. We have to walk by faith and not by sight. The Israelites were traveling through the desert, heading towards the promised land. When they came to the city of Jericho, this was the last city that stood between them and the land of Canaan, the land that God had promised them. 
Jericho was surrounded by a huge, gigantic stone wall. It was so wide that chariots could ride abreast on top of it. God told Joshua to have the Israelites march around the wall for seven days without saying a word. These two million people went out and once a day started walking around the walls. You know, first day, nothing happened. Second day, nothing happened. It was hot, dusty. You know, they were already tired. They were worn out because they'd been traveling in the desert for some time. The fourth day, nothing Fifth day, nothing. I mean, let's be honest. Can you imagine being there? They could have gotten so discouraged thinking, what are we doing, Archer? We look like fools, man. Nothing's happening. It would have been easier to believe if while they were walking around the walls, they saw a little crack, you know, a small crack starting to appear. Maybe the fourth time around, you know, there were some rocks at the top that were, were working themselves loose and one just slips down. And then next time around, the foundations of these huge walls begin to loosen up and, and maybe just shift a little. If they could have just seen a sign that things were improving, something to encourage them, a little crack here, a little crack there, no matter how small, but nothing, I mean, nothing, was changing. They were doing what God had asked them to do, walking around the city, not complaining. They were doing their part. Why wasn't God doing his part? They were uncomfortable and didn't like it. But here is the key. You ready? Here's the key. They kept doing the right thing. They didn't get weary in doing good. And on the seventh day, on the seventh time round, there was still no sign was no sign of the walls coming down. It was still looking just as strong and sturdy as it did before they started marching. But when they completed the seventh run, suddenly with a shout, the walls came tumbling down. They came into their due season. Too often we'll only stay in faith when we see the walls cracking, you know. We'll only believe if our boss starts treating us better, you know, if our health starts improving. We are waiting for that baby to kick. God, give me a sign. God, show me something that you're going to, to do that will let me know you're turning this around. And what I'm trying to tell you is you might not get a sign. That's when you have to dig deep and say, am I going to let what I'm not seeing convince me that what I'm believing for is dead? You know, that what I'm believing for now it's too late, the obstacle is too big, the medical report is, is too negative? Or am I going to do like the Israelites and keep marching, even though there is no sign? Keep thanking God, even though nothing is improving. Keep expecting, even though the baby is not kicking. You keep doing the right thing, and like the eagle, your 35th day will come. When you thought everything was dead, there was no sign of life. And then all of a sudden, there's a crack and a hatch. I know a couple who had been believing for a baby for some time with no success. We were all standing with them believing and praying, but there was no baby. After a little while, I've got to be honest, I thought, well, maybe they need to perhaps think of moving to an adoption. Maybe she's going to spend her time doing something else with children. But I know deep down in the spirit that never entered her mind. 
She was always trusting to have a baby. Whenever anyone was praying for those in our church that couldn't conceive, she was the first in line. She had had a few miscarriages, but she kept believing. She bought baby clothes. She gathered things for the baby room. And I realized she could have easily walked away from the nest and thought, you know what? This egg just doesn't look dead. It's dead. You know, it should have happened by now. Something should have taken place. But when God puts a promise in your heart, you have to have a never say die attitude. You may not see how it could happen. You know, it seems too late. You're too old. The obstacles are too big. You have the doctor's report, you know. You could come up with a thousand reasons why it's not going to work out. Listen to me. Don't talk yourself out of it. Be like her. Keep thanking God that it's on the way. Keep believing when it's not improving. Keep sitting on the egg. Not moved by what's not changing. You know, by what you cannot see. No, walk by faith. And you need to walk by faith and not by sight. You need to keep believing for it. I can remember when she walked in and said, I'm pregnant. She was no longer believing for it by faith. It had come to pass and was a reality in her life. And a little while later, she gave birth to a beautiful daughter. Now, listen to me. Don't walk away and get discouraged because you haven't anything happening in your life. No, God is working. The promise is growing and developing on the inside. I believe if you will stay in faith like that mom, what God has spoken over you is on the way. God told Abraham that he and his wife, Sarah, were going to have a baby. Sarah had been barren all her life. And now they were very old. In fact, they were too old to have children. But the Bible says in Romans 4, 19, he did not consider his own body already dead and the deadness of Sarah's womb. When Abraham looked at the promise, he could have said, why, why believe for it? You know, we're way too old. All the circumstances are saying it will never, ever happen. But you've got to get this, and here is the key. Abraham considered not what looked dead. He wasn't moved by what he saw. If you only consider what you are facing right now, you will get discouraged. You will give up and not believe for it. You have to be like Abraham. Don't consider your circumstances. Consider your God. I often wonder how many times Abraham was tempted to walk away from the promise. They didn't see any sign of it happening. Year after year after year went by with no baby. They never saw Sarah's room growing. And during that time, Abraham made mistakes. He had a baby with another lady that was not the promised child at all. 25 years. Listen, 25 years after God gave him the promise, God came back to Abraham and said, Now Sarah is going to have a baby. A year later, at 90 years old, she gave birth to a son. No one had ever had a baby at that age ever before. You know, it's one thing if you had seen it happen before. If you knew a neighbor who had given birth to a child close to 90. Or you had watched it on CNN. Some lady gave birth at 90 years of age. Then you could look back and say... God, you did it for them. I'm believing that you can do it for me. 
at least you would know in your spirit that it was possible. But this had never ever happened before. They had no point of reference. And I believe God has something in your future, yes, your future, that has never happened before. You're going to be the first one in your family to step into new levels of influence. The first one to run a successful business. The first one to break the addiction. The first one to keep your marriage together. The first one to raise godly children that make a difference in society. But when you've never, never seen this, it's easy to dismiss it. Mark, this egg is never going to hatch. You know, it's no use praying and believing for it. It's no use expecting. It's never happened before. But like with Abraham and Sarah, you've got to give birth to something that you've never seen. Something that's going to catapult you into a new level, to a place where people will look at you and they will see the favor of God upon your life. As Jan told us a couple of weeks ago, instead of considering how big your obstacles are, why don't you start considering how big your God is? Stop telling God how big your problem is and start telling your problem how big your God is. He flung the stars into space. He spoke worlds into existence. And what you're facing right now may seem impossible, but God can do the impossible. The natural can only take you so far. Then the God of the supernatural steps in. He can make things happen that you yourself could never, ever make happen. You could be the first. You could be the one to set a new standard. Don't be moved by what you don't have, you know, by what's against you. God being for you is more than the entire world being against you. Maybe at a place right now where you're about to step away from the nest that you know was the promise of God for your life. But now it seems so impossible. Nothing's changing in your life. I mean, surely, surely it should have happened by now. I believe if you keep your heart right, and keep walking with God. He will make it happen. If you allow bitterness and anger, sin, unbelief into your heart, you'll walk away from what God is about to do. You are closer than you think. Your 35th day is going to happen sooner than you expect. Now, when the baby eclipse is in the egg, you cannot tell when it's about to hatch. Nothing on the outside looks any different. The, sh the shell of the egg looks the same as it did the first day and the next day and the next and next. But then suddenly, when you didn't see it coming, when everything looked the same, it starts to break out. For you, the door will open. Your health will turn around. The right person will come into your life. It is said that the mother eagle must keep the temperature of the egg at 105 degrees. 105 degrees. If she doesn't maintain that temperature, the eaglet won't develop. So she sits on the egg. She sits on this egg day after day after day after day. I mean, she could fly off and go and gather food. She could go and build another nest in, in a better place. But she knows that it's vital to keep the egg warm. And it's the same way for you. Listen to me. You must keep your promise in a warm environment. And the way you do this, I believe, is through praise and thanksgiving. That's why you need to give God praise for his goodness. 
You know, you've got to say, God, thank you for your goodness that does follow me. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you that what you promised me is on the way. The medical report does not look good. But God, I thank you that you're restoring health back to me. Yes, my business is slow, but I'm not moved by what I see, Lord. Thank you that I will lend and not borrow one day. Thank you that what I touch will prosper. What I touch will succeed. Keep the attitude of gratitude alive. Sometimes a promise is taking much longer to develop because we are complaining instead of praising. You know, God, why is this taking so long? When, when you know, uh, when is something going to change in my life? You know, God, can't you see nothing is happening? No, come on, no. You have to get your, your promise in a warm environment. Be found in God's house. Be found in his word. Be found with praise and worship on your lips. Like Sarah, she sat on that promise for 25 years. Or like the young lady who couldn't conceive, she was constantly thanking God that she was believing a baby was on the way. Abraham did this. He could have complained, God, can't you see I'm way too old to have a baby? Why don't you just go and find somebody else? No, the Bible says that Abraham grew strong in his faith by giving praise to God. I can hear him just out there wandering and walking in the desert. God, it looks impossible. But I know that I know you can do the impossible. Thank you that the fruit of Sarah's womb is blessed. Thank you that what you promised me is true. That I will become a father of many, many nations. My question to you today is, is your promise in a warm environment? Is your promise in a warm environment? What happens when you leave the service and go offline? Are you keeping yourself in an atmosphere of faith, of gratitude, of praise, of thanksgiving? You must maintain the proper temperature for the promises of God to come to pass. What's exciting is so many of you have been doing this. You've been faithful. I've watched you for many, many, many years believing for it when you haven't seen any evidence of anything changing in your life. Listen to me. Put this in your spirit. Get ready because your 35th day is approaching. I believe that if you keep the temperature warm, God is about to do something unusual, something that may never have happened before, just for you. My challenge to you is, don't walk away from the nest. Don't get weary in doing good. Keep believing for it, even though you're not seeing it. If you will do this, I believe with all my heart, what you thought was dead will, in due season, suddenly come back to life. Healing, promotion, breakthroughs, miracles, marriages, coming into the fullness of your destiny. You know, God has planned and purposed things for you. You need to believe for it in Jesus' name. Well, if you received this message, just thank God. I pray it's spoken to you. What we're going to do right now is we're going to just pray. Let's pray. Right now, I want to give you an opportunity, you know, to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible is clear. It says, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you, that's you, will be saved. And if that's you, and you believe in your heart, you want to make right with God, then just pray this simple prayer after me. And it goes like this. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. Come into my heart. 
I make you my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Listen to me. I say this every week, but I really believe if you've just prayed that prayer, you become born again. It means you become a new creature in God. And so I want to challenge you to keep God first place in your life. Be back here next week on, on the site as we will continue to explore the goodness of our God. And so until we meet again, don't forget to share hope, show kindness, and let's every one of us just shine Jesus. <laughs>